0: Politics without the soap opera with unfiltered constitutional conservative truth. The Conservative Review with Daniel Horowitz.
1: And welcome back, fellow American Patriots and Minimans, standing at the ready to fight anew for our liberties once again to the CR Podcast. This is your host, Daniel Horowitz, back in the house for a brand new week here. Uh, It's Monday, the 27th of September. And it is may as well be April Fool's because what is going on is so surreal. It's heartbreaking, as surreal as it is, of getting emails from so many people who are either dying of COVID or they have relatives dying of COVID because they couldn't get treatment. Or people who had 20, 30-year careers in the military that they have to now cut short Get dishonorably discharged for not getting a clot shot that is now proven to cause short-term and long-term problems. And when you put the two together, the juxtaposition, it's truly unbelievable. You know, just this past weekend, a friend of mine went down to Florida, and I'm pretty sure based on the timeline, he probably caught it here in Maryland. He's a neighbor of mine, or, uh, or on the plane, And he told me his wife had, you know, minor cold, a little bit of cough, maybe some body aches, not a big deal. He had nothing. I was like, oh, boy, you probably both have it. Let's get you both treated. And because of Ron DeSantis in Florida setting up uh, monoclonal centers everywhere, I got him the monoclonals within 20 minutes from where he was. And we stuffed this thing in the hole. He never even felt symptoms. So we caught her on day one. And him, he did test positive, by the way, and him on day zero. Now, they were already on the kind of vitamin regimens. They weren't on hydroxy or ivermectin on the vitamin regimens. So it looked like it wasn't going to be an issue anyway. But it's like, look, let's not take any chances. And they pretty much are happy as larks. They they never had issues. And we didn't even wind up getting them ivermectin Um, I, uh, I, again, thank Dr. Henson. I did get them in touch with him and maybe he did get them some prescriptions. And I was thinking, man, 18 months into this, heck, six months into this, this is how everyone should have been. Everyone should have been like that. And this would have been over. We stuffed it right in the hole. But alas, they don't want this to be over. They don't want the treatment. Because the vaccine mandates are not a means to an an end. It's not, even in their mind, a necessary evil. It is the necessary end. They want it. The control is the main course. It's not the appetizer. That is why they don't want a debate. Over the shots. So we're gonna get into that today. Some of the latest news that we're finding on, on the on the shots. Obviously, we had a shocking show with uh, uh, Dr. Lin Finn on Friday. Unbelievable. It's almost confirmed now that the vaccine does shed. It's not a vaccine. The spike protein sheds. It's likely getting a lot of people sick with what appears to be COVID because that is the spike, and certainly many other things. Now, our first sponsor today is a new sponsor. I'm very Um, very strongly, uh, I I feel very strongly about this product, Paint Your Life. So it's paintyourlife.com. You know, nowadays, everyone takes 50 trillion photos on their phone. So it's almost like you have more photos but less quality just because you don't keep them. I never create albums anymore. And recently, I was looking to get my parents a gift of just, you know, kind of all the grandkids, so what Paint Your Life does for you is they take any photo from you. could be from, from your phone, real whatever it is. You send it to them, and you get a professional hand-painted portrait created from your photo. You could choose from a team of world-class artists that they provide and work with them for every detail. It comes back in as little as two weeks. Um, it makes the perfect birthday, anniversary, or wedding gift. Uh, really terrific. So we're now picking out which which one we have. It's hard to find kids uh smiling. That's part of the problem, but we're picking out our picture now. Um the offer code is a text. So if you text review to 64000, guess what? You will be set up right away with 20% off plus free shipping. Okay? So there's no risk if you don't love the final painting, your money is refunded, guaranteed. But for this limited offer, you get 20% off. Um, again, to get this special offer, text the word REVIEW to 64000. That's REVIEW, R-E-V-I-E-W, to 64000. Paint Your Life. Terms apply. Available at paintyourlife.com terms. So, folks, I want to get into this article at Trial Site News from Steve Kirsch. He's a businessman who dove headfirst into this, and he was the one, one of the ones who spoke at that FDA approval meeting. And I think he just explains this very cogently. Recently, both the FDA and CDC advisory panels have voted to approve COVID vaccine booster shots for certain groups of people. I believe that the vote was a mistake. They should have voted to stop the vaccines entirely and replace it with early treatment protocols, since such protocols are safer and more effective than the vaccines. Instead, they completely avoided talking about the issue in their meetings, and they refused all reasonable attempts to be challenged on what the science actually shows. And he basically talks about how he's he's he had friends that got messed up from the um, vaccine, so that's when he did that viral podcast with Robert Malone on Brett Weinstein's uh, Dark Horse podcast, got over a million views, and he's paid for so much so much research on this and what he's found and he verified this seven different ways that the vaccines killed at least 150,000 people in america and they kill more people than they save for all age groups now that um, this is him i have not personally confirmed that to be true that it kills more people than it saves in all age groups I'm not disagreeing, I just, I can't say that because I personally don't feel I have confirmed that. What I can confirm is that I don't, see, it could save some people at the same time and then kill a bunch of other people, but what I can confirm is that it's a false option because the monoclonals and ivermectin, and, and, and by the way, the, the nasal rinse is unbelievable. That's another thing I had this guy on. It, it reduces the viral load right away. That saves all people and doesn't cause problems. See so you know what I mean? Like, yeah, I mean, it does work for some people for a limited period of time, and then it causes a tremendous amount of problems. Long term, we're still finding out. But how about this? I could find something that is even more effective. See, this is the joke, folks. Anyway, people who got the shots have to go for the monoclonals. So, why didn't we put all the money into the monoclonals? Again, I think you know the answer. The most troubling thing, Steve Kirsch goes on, to the panel members is that both stopping conditions are now validated in the peer-reviewed scientific literature. I've attempted to point point this out to the panel in multiple emails. I offered to share the original research, no interest. I offered to share the studies published in peer-reviewed medical journals, backing up what I found, no interest. Next, I offered to donate, To their research, if they would debate a team of scientists on the two stopping conditions, they could name any donation amount they wanted to make it worth their time. No interest. I pointed out that 100% of the hundreds of people I surveyed wanted to see an open debate on this as soon as possible. No interest. He talks about he named his debate partners would be Brett Weinstein, Byron Bridal, Chris Martinson, Matthew Crawford, Jessica Rose. Let's be very clear. No researcher would refuse a million dollar academic research grant for a two hour debate unless they were hiding something very serious. At this point, I must conclude that this is a tacit admission that we are right about our, you know, his two premises there that killed over 150,000 people and is not worth the benefit in any age group. And this is what we're seeing. There's no debate. Now, I want to, I want to, um, play for you something that is very scary, and it's partly why they don't want to debate it. It's from from our very own Dr. Ryan Cole, pathologist from Idaho, one of the smartest, most compassionate people I've ever known on the face of the planet. He's been on the show a number of times. He's referenced this a few times on our show, but here's a two-minute clip where he talks about the concerns about cancer very clearly. Take a listen.
0: Now, very importantly, and this goes to that question of all, all these anecdotes that we're hearing from different uh, oncologists around the country and the world. Literally, I, I got a, a very interesting note from a family doc that's been in Ireland for uh, 40 years. He knows his community, he knows his patients, and he said, "Hey, you know, a lot of my patients are getting the shot. Some aren't, but in those that are." And then he listed the number of cancers he's seen in a six-week period of time that he's never seen in a 40-year career. And so he he asked what could be causing that. So I I sent him that paper as a potential mechanism because that toll-like receptor number four is critical in the in the microenvironment to keep cancers at check in check. So I was talking to uh, Harvey Risch, the world-renowned epidemiologist, he said, well, you know, post a shot or a therapy, it's usually going to be five, ten years till we see these signals. And I said, yeah, usually it would be, but when we have something we've never done before that's suddenly suppressing one of these receptors that's highly, highly responsible for keeping cancers in check it would be very explicable as to why something that is quiescent all of a sudden wakes up. So, I mean, all day long, our cells are fighting off mutations in different cells. If they they see the mutation, they'll try to kill that cell. If this receptor is downregulated, then all those downstream uh, molecules inside that cell that's fighting there. It can't fight because those signals are now turned off the the cytokines the interferons the things that will attack that atypical cell so we're seeing the early signals of this and so that's what's concerning is we want to be able to you know under the microscope you know here's a whole stack of tumors in the last couple of weeks where what am i doing with these i'm looking at the ratios of the helper T-cells, the, the CD8 killer T-cells, and then we'll be staining these for all of these toll-like receptors as well. Because in some of these patients, um, again, inexplicable cancers at, at really unusual ages that are really thick cancers and really aggressive cancers compared to what we are used to seeing in
1: the lab. Folks, you know Ryan to be a very measured person. And I can tell you, he does not dive into something unless he is very certain about it in his lab. You know, whenever I would ask him about a certain prospective um, promising medications, therapeutics for COVID, he's like, yeah, no, I'm hearing good things, but i got to verify for myself. This is what we saw in the animal trials. Okay, it doesn't take a genius to figure this out. That it's destroying your killer T cells, your CD8s. He is seeing a 19-fold increase in his lab in cancer in the uterine lining. This is unbelievable. It's truly unbelievable, but that's what Ryan said, and he is a very credible source. We're seeing and we're seeing problems everywhere. You know, an Israeli cardiologist um, was on. Israeli news, Ynet, I believe, news, and and he he said, I see many vaccinated patients with myocarditis. Um, I saw a young patient yesterday, 50% of her heart was damaged. This is going to come out. But it's going to be too late. People's lives are already destroyed. Their careers are destroyed over this. It's unbelievable. And then... There's a question, does it even work? Does it even work? As Andy Bostom, another cardiologist um, we've had on the show before, he pointed out it's buried in the supplemental material for both the Pfizer and Moderna six-month follow-up data. If you want to go to at Andrew Bostom, you can see him on Twitter, And he has the links to both Pfizer and Moderna. What he did is he pulled them together. And if you look, you see there's no decrease in all-cause mortality. There's no decrease. If you pull together the limited data, there's 31 deaths in the vax group and 30 in the placebo. I believe if you break it down, it's 15 in the trial, 14 in the placebo and Pfizer, and it's 16, 16 even in Moderna. Literally nothing. Nothing. We're not see, seeing it work. and there's another fascinating article um, in the UK Daily Mail that dovetails with um, with uh, what our guest said last, uh, what was it last Friday? yeah, Lynn Finn when we had her on, that in addition to side effects, is actually causing problems that look like they're getting the virus. This is from the UK Daily Mail. By the end of the festival, Molly, who has been fully vaccinated since January due to her job in healthcare, had acquired a nonstop dry cough, a temperature, and a loss of taste and smell. Two days after she got home, Molly ordered a PCR test from the government website, which took a day and a half to arrive. She took it, sent it off, and two days later, the results arrived negative. But her symptoms gradually worsened, leaving her unable to move from her sofa and feeling as though she'd been thrown out of a building. She's been unable to work since the end of last month. Now, there's a lot of different ailments that go around, but loss of, of sense of smell, that's almost a dead giveaway. So Lynn was the first one to tell me this, that she was seeing patients that would test negative, and, and they're in ICUs, and they're being treated, and, they, and it looks like COVID, it quacks like COVID, but it tests negative. Because it could be, it's not COVID externally, it's the spike protein. Unbelievable. Now, our next sponsor today is we uh, try to navigate the legal waters. and we'll, we'll try to get into that a little bit later this week, where things stand with the lawsuits. Very grim. But for over 27 years, Alliance Defending Freedom has been standing up for religious liberty, sanctity of life, freedom of speech, marriage, and parental rights in America's highest courts. ADF does all this at no cost to their clients and is completely funded by the generosity of patriots like you. With the family, freedom, and even basic biology under attack, ADF needs your support because again they work off uh, pro bono work. So go to adflegalorg as and Conservative Review, or as in COVID Relief, <laughs> and get your copy of ADF's ebook titled Generational Wins with your tax-deductible donation, absolutely free. You could discover the vitality of their work, what they've been fighting for 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 generations for. America is stronger when we stand together. Join the growing number of Americans pledging their support for freedom and liberty. Donate today, adflegal.org slash CR, adflegal.org slash CR. So, folks, in addition to the lawsuits, actually, I did want to highlight a very important bill. Very important bill. Alabama House Bill 16. It states that employees or their families would be able to take legal action against the employer if they have adverse reactions or die from a COVID 19 vaccine. See, a lot of people are saying if you put, li- they, states can't put liability on Pfizer because the feds precluded that. That's fine. Let, let them know, okay, OSHA says they don't want to enforce workplace injury. Fine. But at a state level, the state version of OSHA, we are going to. Put A liability on any business that mandates it. You want to mandate it safe and effective? Fine, you should have no problem taking on liability. Very important legislation, Alabama House Bill 16. Um, it is sponsored by Representatives Tommy Haynes, Andrew Sor- Sorrell, or Sorrell, and Arnold Mooney. Arnold Mooney, just full disclosure, is the father of Gaston Mooney, who is the president of Blaze Media. Um, my dear friend and colleague Gaston Mooney, um, Arnold's a great guy. He is. Uh, he's been in the Alabama House for a couple of years, so it doesn't surprise me that he is sponsoring this. And I meant to give him a call, but this is this is terrific. This is terrific, and this. See, freedom is not going to come on its own. People just think they could wish this away and it's not you have to fight for it now we do have an alabama group up a strike force team again unfortunately i didn't have time to put together as many as i wanted but we do have an alabama team if you're from alabama um you could go to conaction.network and sign up for alabama you could you put t- type in your state and you'll be put in touch with uh, the two team leaders. We have one from Mobile, Alabama, one from farther north. And this is what we need. We need to make sure this bill is on the agenda for the special session for redistricting. Very important. Um, but, but, but anyway, folks, this is why they don't want to debate. Why don't they want liability? Why don't they want an independent audit? Why don't they want to debate? Why are they hiding behind natural immunity? I think we all know the answer. We all know the answer. Now, another important action item that I like, this comes from Texas Governor Greg Abbott. Again, he's always going to get more aggressive when he has a primary challenge. Now his follow-up is always wanting, but at least his promise is decent. Abbott is promising to hire Border Patrol agents punished by the Biden administration. I think that's a great job. I, I know a bunch of patriotic agents and Border Patrol, they're getting kicked out, both because of the vaccine, also just because if they do their job too well, they get, you know, thrown out. This is this is this is how you kill two birds with one stone. But there's something broader. There's a very important um idea. God is forcing us to do surgery. God is forcing us to evacuate from the corrupt system. And and look, I'm not looking at this callously to those of you who are in this. If you're in healthcare, if you're in whatever business you're in, if you're in the military, it's heartbreaking. But this is the way we're going to take the best patriots, by definition, those are the ones that, that are not getting the clot shot, and evacuating them and and using that to rebuild. And this is a seamless way. You know, it's like one person has some dirt, one person has a hole, and you got to fill it. Okay? We anyway need agents for the states to secure the border. The feds don't want them. Great. What I say is we should do the same thing for the military. All the people getting kicked out of the military, I think the governor's... Should promise to employ them with their rank, existing rank, in the National Guard. And I would do what Texas does. They have Texas military forces. So you'll have a branch that could be federalized, but I would have a branch that can't be federalized. They have a right to a militia. It's in the Constitution. And this is how we eventually build up this independence that we need to do. So I, I think these are some ideas that we need to be pushing in the legislatures at this juncture. So there's that. Now I want to go back a little bit to the the treatment. And again, I know I'm jumping around a little bit. I'm going to be out in, in the middle of the week. Um, I know this is my last short week. I, I'll be, you know, back in business, you know, full time at the end of the week, just been out for a lot of different days, different things. Another Jewish holiday coming up for me. Um, and frankly, I'm just, I'm just so burnt out. I'm just sorry about it. So, one of the things that we're seeing now is that all of these punks, all these pharmacists are refusing to fill prescriptions. They're saying, oh, no, no, we can't fill prescription. It's not approved um, by the FDA. And even though it is approved, well, it's off-label it's off label i don't like it it's off label so i i spoke with um jeff landry the attorney general of louisiana he wrote a letter to the pharmacy board of the state and it was it was amazing he he said you guys better lay off otherwise you're uh, practicing medicine i spoke to him he was fired up he's willing to lead on this fight maybe i'll get him on the show one day um but it was really an eye-opening conversation. His staff dug up something very important. If you you guys want to Google this, understanding unapproved use of approved drugs, off-label. Okay, it's a title page. It's like an F&Q page from the FDA. And here is what they say. And you need to read this to any pharmacist. From the FDA perspective... Once the FDA approves a drug, healthcare providers generally may prescribe the drug for an unapproved use when they judge it uh, judge it is medically appropriate for the patient. You may be asking yourself why your healthcare provider would want to prescribe a drug to treat a disease or medical condition that the drug is not approved for. One reason is that there might not be an approved drug to treat your disease or medical condition. So there it is in black and white. The FDA admits, and they say it straight up, the fact that there isn't an approved Treatment for that ailment is all the more reason to prescribe off-label, obviously, because the choice is letting the person die with nothing, so you do off-label. It's like, if you have on-label, then why use off-label? But if we don't have on-label, we use off-label. It is illegal what they're doing, but then again, everything they're doing is illegal. It's justified by Jacobson. Everything's in Jacobson, Dred Scott. Yeah, yeah. But folks, again, this is not about concerns. Because if you were concerned, you wouldn't be going after a Nobel Prize winning, one of the safest, most effective drugs, broad spectrum, in the history of of medicine. It's like penicillin, ivermectin that is, and hydroxychloroquine for that matter. As Dr. Finn mentioned on our show, and if you haven't heard the Friday show, it's just packed with action. Illumiant. I think it's O-L-U-M-I-A-N-T. A drug by Eli Lilly, it has a black box warning from the FDA that it causes blood clots, yet hospitals are now using it. It actually was approved months ago, along with remdesivir, but they weren't really using it, now they're using it. Now, it might have some degree of efficacy, it's used for rheumatoid arthritis, it is an anti-inflammatory, but it could cause blood clotting. And, and it's approved in seriously ill patients, that's what it's approved for. Well... They're at the the whole the whole enchilada is the cytokine storm and blood clotting. It's unbelievable. You can't make this stuff up. Now before I forget, I just want to plug. I just made my reservation, ConstitutionCoach.com, for our next trip out to Frontsite Nevada with our buddies at Patriot Academy, their defensive handgun training. Um, the course consists of studying the Constitution at night with Rick Green. And during the day, we have a two-day course and a four-day course, um, learning the basics. You could you could have never filed, fired a pistol in your life, or you could have tons of experience. We've had retired cops go out. Um, they've all, everyone learned something new. You could always get quicker uh, drawing out of the holster. You could always get more accurate. Um, you could always get quicker at clearing malfunctions. It's really a terrific course, and most of all, it's just a camaraderie, getting to know each other, meeting fellow patriots from this audience and around the country. It truly is amazing. Go to constitutioncoach.com, find out more details. Uh, it's 90% off the cost, so it's just $150 bucks for the four-day course. Uh, obviously, you do have to pay for ammo, um, and if it's too much to bring it there, especially if you're flying, then you might want to order it through them, and you could see all the information there. Um, and then obviously, you got to pay for your accommodations. And look, I'm sorry about that. Everything is going up nowadays, hotels, cars, and it's, it's tough. But you know, if you make this your fall vacation or so, I'm going to be out October 31st. There's also dates in, at the end of November and December as well. So again, go to constitutioncoach.com to find out more. So folks, there's a reason they're shoving us into this. Okay, if tomorrow they came out and said hydrogen peroxide would um, cure all COVID, okay, they would oppose it. How do I know? Because they already did. You can't make this stuff up. You have to admit, I am prescient when it comes to this stuff. I might be negative, but unfortunately, we live in an era where negativity is always right. I told you, they will, I said, they're even going to go against the innocuous nasal spray. So um, Newsweek went after um, the Betadine, and now the Asthma and Allergy Foundation of America sent out a letter and said that there's a dangerous and concerning trend about people putting hydrogen peroxide into a nebulizer and breathing it. That is dangerous, they said. Except it's not. It's actually extremely safe. You do no more than 3%, obviously. Other chemicals can be harmful to your lungs. What are they talking about? It's utterly mentally ill. It's actually one of the best things you can do. Um, If you think you just got COVID or were just exposed to it, if you were to put it in a nebulizer, it would clear out everything. Dr. Henson is a top ear, nose, and throat specialist, and he swears by this. Um, it is such a lie. It is such a lie. But look, folks, this is how sad it is. The era we live in. I just want you to think of how all of this never had to happen. Very sad story. This is from the Dallas Morning News. Vaccinated Texas school counselor who had done everything right dies of contracting COVID. And it's funny. It's like lost on them. It's all lost on them. The irony, they don't get it. They're not trying to make the point. We are. From her hospital bed, Sherry Weiss went on Facebook to contemplate what went wrong. Weiss66 wrote that she had done everything right from getting fully vaccinated early in the pandemic to mask wearing to avoiding touching people. Haven't hugged my mom in 16 months, she noted one thing that had changed so they blame it on that she went back to school and they blame it on that but she was vaccinated so what's that? that's what a vaccine is for and what's so sad is the fact that she was writing this during the ordeal it means she was not getting treatment it's so sad when I compare to the people that I have helped treat right away this is literally a nothing. If you're Daniel, is COVID a big deal or not? Well, if you followed all of the advice of people that understood it after 18 months, and really we knew this pretty early in, and you boost your immune system, so from the get go, it should be much milder, and then you treat it right away, it really will be an unremarkable cold. Worst case scenario, flu. But you go and you. You um, you don't get treatment for a few days, then it's rolling the dice. And then it depends on your situation. It's going to depend on your vitamin D levels, it's going to depend on your metabolic health, your age. And, you know, if, if, if you're on the unlucky side of that curve, it gets really bad. This is a synthetic virus that was created as a bioweapon. By the way, there's a new pre printed study out a few people have sent it to me that they basically show it's almost impossible to die from this virus. If your level is over 50 NGs, your vitamin D level, I I just had my vitamin D levels tested. Um, I was dying to know what it is. I've never had a vitamin D test in my life. So hopefully next week I'll find out what it is. I'll let you know. Um, you know, I I'm, I'm the type of person that's always indoors, always, always, always indoors Because I'm always working. And until, I don't know when to put it, seven, eight months ago? um, Well, no, I think for longer I had the advice of taking supplements, but I was only taking like 2,000 IUs. And then maybe six, seven months ago, I bumped it up to 5,000 IUs with the K2 in it, uh, per Ryan Cole's advice. So I'll let you know where, where it stands on me. But something that simple hydrogen peroxide, iodine nasal rinse, the monoclonals and again I would argue we didn't even have to pay for such expensive monoclonals but I'll tell you this much, as expensive as they are, they're not nearly as expensive as shutting down our supply chain, shutting down our economy, giving welfare, free food free housing to everyone for for months on end, free healthcare the run on the hospitals and everything and the vaccines and all the damage it's done, dude I mean, it is truly sad you know, I, I, I said this to my friend that I <clears throat> got him treated right away and you know, really had him prophylaxed for a number of months on the vitamins. And I was like, you know, everyone could have had your outcome. Pretty much everyone could have had your outcome. Almost every one of the over 600,000 COVID deaths was avoidable. And that certainly includes the 150,000 or so vaccine deaths. It is so, so sad. So, so sad. Now, I did also want to get to some other news items today. Congress, Republicans going along with every bad thing the left wants to do, even the most extreme things they say they oppose, but then they do. And then also some immigration news. But just to wrap it up on this uh, early treatment, again, the juxtaposition of what could have been done to save everyone for a fraction of the cost. And without the pain and the deaths from COVID and the flooding of the hospitals and the shutdown of the economy. Relative to what we actually did do for nothing. You know, I mentioned to you this study is being published on Brian Tyson and George Farid, their COVID clinic. Essentially, that's what it is. A study of about 4,000 of their patients they treated for mild COVID prior to development of moderate or severe illness. None died as compared to 3.3% in the same county at the same time period. Just two people out of the 4,000 were hospitalized compared to 22% locally in Imperial County. And Brian, and we had him on the show a little while back, he is quoted as saying, we started seeing inflammation so we used anti-inflammatories. We saw blood clots, so we used anticoagulants. We saw patients having trouble breathing, so we used asthma medications. It wasn't just one drug, it was the art of what we see and how those patients responded to what we gave them. If you're not in favor of early treatment and you don't want it, then don't ask for it. But don't inhibit people who are seeking treatment from getting the early treatment they deserve and want. If I'm wrong, people are still going to die. But if I'm right, how many thousands of lives would have been saved but the answer to that is it's not about saving lives it's about power and money we all know that by the way you know the um trial site found this someone wrote an article there a couple weeks ago they found that the committee that was responsible for the NIH not recommending ivermectin three of those dudes on the working group Adora, Ademora, Roger, Bedimo, and David Glidden have a fin- financial relationship with Merck, which has opposed ivermectin because they're developing a drug they copied off of it, but it's a lot more expensive. It's on patent, obviously. A fourth member, Susanna Nagy, had an extraordinary conflict of interest because she received $155 million grant for the study of ivermectin following the non-recommendation, right? Because if it's already recommended, then, you know, it's recommended. There's no need for a study. So, that's the story with that. That's why they don't want to debate, because they can't debate it, because it's all political science. By the way, folks, I don't know if you saw this, did you see that CDC announced that they're going to work off the honor system with the booster shots, the honor system? So, in other words... Let's say you're under 65, or let's say you don't have a, you know, a heart condition or whatever. You could just walk in there. And I've heard that, like I said, I've heard that already. I know people have been getting boosters for a month already. Clot shots, they give out like candy. It's not even approved. No verification. Yet one of the safest, most successful drugs in the history of humanity is being blocked by these people. It is pathetic how red states have failed to deal with this. But again, you look at the effectiveness of people like Brian Tyson, and I'm seeing this. Remember, he had people already experiencing the thrombosis and the pulmonary issues. But, you know, this, th- th- that was last March, last April. Months later, we know what this does. And people, if we're so on alert that we're going to destroy our lives for COVID, so you should be on alert to take the vitamins and supplements and certainly have the ability, and the government should have empowered everyone, that within that first 24 hours of you getting it, you should know exactly what to do and have people that could treat you, and you wouldn't even get to that stage. And guess what happens when you cut down your viral load? You can't spread it. That's what studies have shown with people with vitamin D levels about 50 or the people that are doing the nasal irrigation. Contrast that to the vaccine where they're super spreaders. Someone sent me, there's a 2003 article about the chicken coronavirus vaccine. Right, so there's animal coronaviruses as well. And they've always had this problem. They've never been able to create a coronavirus vax. And it was an interesting thing. They write that the application of a SARS vaccine is perhaps, be, perhaps best limited to a minimal number of targeted individuals who can be monitored as some vaccinated persons might, if infected by SARS coronavirus, become asymptomatic excurters of virus, thereby posing a risk to non-vaccinated people. Non-vaccinated people. That's exactly. This is a warning. Exactly what has been going on. The exact opposite of what we were told. Most of the time, there's no issue, naturally, of asymptomatic spread, and we saw that from numerous studies for well over a year. But now we do have asymptomatic spread. Now, the good news is it's wearing off so much, most of them are getting symptoms, and some are getting very sick. Not that I want them to get sick. I'm just saying you won't have the silent spreading dynamic. But that, my friends, is why they have no interest in debating. Now I want to move on to another issue, at least one other issue, before we uh, run out of time. Congressman Chip Roy alerted us to this last week. Now some of you might have seen that they're debating in the House, they already plan to vote on this on Thursday, this massive trillion dollar so-called infrastructure bill, which will basically do to transportation... To the extent it's even about that, what it did to healthcare. Half the Republicans in the Senate voted for it. And I'm sure in that in the House they will as well. All these people who run against socialism, yet the most socialist impactful, consequential bills, they downright support. So this happened in an NDAA. The House voted 316 to 113 to pass the National Defense Authorization Act the Democrat version, a and 13four Republicans in the House voted for it. okay? In other words, off the top of my mind, top of my head, that means that only like 75 opposed it. Okay, so you know 60 65 percent of Republicans voted for this piece of garbage. Well, what's in it? Number one, it has the draft for women to draft your daughter, your sister, your mother, your wife. We can't get the majority of Republicans to stand behind blocking that provision. It also targets the Second Amendment rights of military personnel. Chip points this out. With red flag laws to take away from veterans. That's on page 301 of the NDAA. Then on page 308, it creates an office of countering extremism, which could expel any troops who engage in extreme activity. In other words, if you're caught listening to this podcast, you're out. Obviously, if you're caught, you know, listening to a suicide bomber before he blew himself up, then you're you're good to go. It's on page 308. Um, then we have a whole bunch of climate stuff, green energy stuff thrown in there on the military, section 328. Then we have on page 494, the NDA directs the Navy to spend time in a pilot program to offer plant-based protein options at forward operating bases. Lovely. Then on, where where is this? Section 553 of the bill. It codifies critical race theory into um, uh, the curriculum, the training for American troops directs the Pentagon to hire gender advisors. That's a direct quote from the bill. And then, of course, it has a whole thing on Section 576, considering sexual orientation by Inspector General when conducting review of racial disparity. So it's got a bunch of that as well. Um, So we got that. I don't see any Muslim stuff, but I'm sure it's there. So draft our daughters, green energy, New Deal, garbage. And... um, that's where we are. 134 Republicans voted for it. Lovely. And then, of course, we continue the racket. We are flooding this country. As I noted last week, everyone was like, oh, they're deporting the Haitians. Yeah, they deported 300 of them. Majorcus now admitted 12,000 of them are dispersed into the country. And, and we don't, and, and it could be a lot more. All corners of our country. Haitians. And don't forget about the Afghanis when they're not spreading measles and God knows what else. This is from, this is in Indiana, one of the bases, Camp Atterbury, um, in Johnson County. Um, basically, the conditions are so bad that they're defecating on tables and cleaning their clothes and toilets. It's absolutely disgusting what I'm seeing. The source said this is from WIBC. They have been shank there have been shank fights. We were told to keep a vigilant eye because refugees were able to obtain knives. We have literally brought in the, the most violent, primitive people you could ever imagine. You can't make this stuff up. You can't make this stuff up. This is unbelievable. What are you going to do? Some Taliban members have been identified in the vetting process. <laughs> I mean, they're all Taliban. It does, doesn't make a difference. And then at Fort Bliss, in, uh, where is that? That's at the, the southern New Mexico, near the border, the FBI is investigating the assault of a female Fort Bliss soldier by several male Afghan refugees at the Army's Danyaana Complex Camp, where thousands, thousands are currently being housed. We can confirm a female service member supporting Operation Allies Welcome. Oh, Allies Welcome reported being assaulted by a group of male evacuees. Hmm. Yeah, who would have thought? Who would have thought we take these allegations seriously and appropriately refer the matter to the FBI... Uh, Payne indicated, Lieutenant Colonel Ali Payne. Oh, so cute. See, I'm wondering like what takes precedence, the importance of having like female GI Janes or the Afghan refugees attacking them. It's hard to tell which one will win out. Um. So interesting, very interesting. But this is where we are, folks. This is where we are at this stage of the country. And this is why, I will say it until I'm blue in the face, anything short of national divorce will... Either we're stuck with the rotting, maggot-infested carcass, or we evacuate from it. I know some people get insulted when I say it. I love American history. I love the flag. I love what it stands for. I love our Constitution. It's an artifact of history. We are dealing with a system of government that is 180 degrees the opposite of the culture, economy, philosophy, theology, and legal system that our government was founded upon, that our country and our civilization was founded upon. You could not have done a better job destroying this country than what they're doing now. There is no way to reverse that. There is no way to reverse the healthcare fascism, the communist healthcare system, the immigration system and the demographic time bomb, the debt dependency, the man's a woman business. We have to evacuate from it. And again, if we had a sane party in the parts of the country where the majority of people don't agree with it, we would be well on our way to doing it. But just think about what I said. That there's always a blessing in disguise with every curse. God gives us a sunrise with every sunset. There's a healing with every surgery. That with them basically throwing us out of jobs and culture in their system, can we make lemonade with those lemons? Can we say, you know what, we're going to create our own system? But obviously, we need elected officials in a few parts of the country to share those values. And that really, that th- there's no way around that. That's the problem. So I'm going to try to get back to, uh, you know, some version of our Liberty Strike Force teams to try to at least get some states prioritized. We already have about five or six. And I'm telling you, wh- if we lay the pressure on these people, we can con- force them to convert or die, get defeated in primaries, and then... Again, elections are an end to itself. They they don't really solve anything. But primaries for state and local officials that are committed to the national divorce. That, my friends, is where it's at. Until next time, God bless you all, and thank you for listening.